right. So we we are reconvening on yes. on a day and a time that may or may not be the same day as the last episode day and time. I did to, a clothes change. Yeah. <laughs> we had to change underwear. Oh, one sock. Yeah. <laughs> a clothes, I did a drink change. change. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drink change. And uh <laughs> and basically so that this is this is another episode we're we're sort of pre recording anticipating being away but it's a topic that that we find fascinating and we've been talking about doing for a long time so this is kind of a day for topics that we've been talking about doing for a long time which is really fun well it's it's helpful that we are recording this on a canadian holiday so we have time True. to do these longer extended news has been kind of quiet in the last week yeah yeah we, we made it through push uh through delay season and yeah. then uh delay and then season. and then the oh. controversy around blizzard died down a little bit although you did mention earlier that that blizzard now has activision blizzard has exited and maybe this is a relevant piece of news we could discuss real quick yeah yeah um so rob you probably know more about this because you're kind of into this kind of shit they didn't they didn't have a clue okay nvidia's geforce go or now sorry okay yeah yeah they're kind of competitor to um stadia yeah i was gonna say yeah stadia is probably the no yeah so they but they've been out they were launched released and usable before stadia oh yeah that like that's that's was a lot of my uh arguments as to why stadia was probably going to work hinged on that uh, but what i didn't know was i guess nvidia all the way up until basically nowish where it was in beta yeah yeah they didn't they didn't yeah jump out i didn't know i, I didn't yeah. know that they officially came out um hmm. so they're just about to come out uh i don't know exactly the date but they're just about to officially launch yeah and blizzard activision pulled all their games from the system whoa yeah why no one knows why. There was a miscommunication, supposedly, according to the news, and I, I didn't, I couldn't quite understand all the political details because it's very vague and no one's quite talking, so no one's a hundred percent sure. But basically, the suspicion is one of two things. Yeah, Blizzard's probably making their own thing. Blizzard could be making their own thing, Blizzard Activision, or um, they're people. What people are actually thinking is that they got some type of exclusivity deal with Stadia. Yeah, I'd believe that. I, actually, that one seems the more likely. Oh, uh, speaking of, uh, just a little bit of tidbit information, actually, this is kind of just fortuitous timing. Uh, yesterday, uh, Osher was over, mm-hmm. and uh, we were uh, just kind of screwing around at my house, and I was like, oh, hey, let's pop on Stadia. I just got Metro Exodus on it. Oh, nice. Uh, because as you're a pro subscriber, you just get free games every month. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Me- Metro Exodus is one of the things I've been wanting to get anyway, so that's already like paid for Stadia for a couple Sweet. months. And uh, so we popped it in, and we were playing it, and he's like, Oh yeah, so this is really good on your Steam link. I'm like, no, this is Stadia, and he's like, holy shit, really? I was like, yeah, nice. That's why you have a Stadia controller in your hand. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and he had he had no idea. He he thought it was uh, on a on so the computer downstairs. So they fixed the the lag. I've never experienced that lag. That's the thing. Everyone talks about this lag, but I personally have never experienced oh, okay. this issue. Yeah, regionally, I think we got pretty good internet though. In, yeah, in we Windsor, do. Windsor, Detroit area, so. But yeah. yeah, so like, um, yeah, it was it was hilarious because he was like, "Oh, I was expecting like more of a delay or some stutter here and there." Never experienced it. Also, because we're right at the border, we have a data center right downtown, which a lot of people don't. Oh, interesting. So we have a data center here that has a comi, which is oftentimes oh. the main source of these video game servers. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we probably, I, and obviously they'll never say for certain because they want yeah. security. Yeah. But we probably have a lot of these video game servers right in yeah. our own down yeah no bell is getting out they're getting up to like uh 1.5 gigabit internet uh yeah. in windsor now in some areas so yeah it's still still increasing so pretty quick we're in the best environment for it but yeah basically the thing that people are scared about is exactly what people kind of been warning people like me have been warning is they could just take away games yeah 
Um, Yeah, that's always possible. But I think once you have the purchase rights of them, like even some games that have fallen off of Steam that I've purchased, I still have download access rights to those. Yeah, yeah. So like they just don't have future selling rights, but if you've already got them, you have them. But that's the deal they made. Whereas in this one, with especially with NVIDIA, they clearly fucked up on the deal and it just got yanked. Yeah, yeah. but did it get yanked before purchasing? It got yanked before then, it went then live. Because that's, that's different, right? That is different. Now, true, S- true. Stadia seems like it'll be persistent, being you know, in so much as if they come out with a Stadia 2 someday, maybe maybe everything will stay persistent in terms of the games you've already purchased. But there is a precedent for a games company, namely Nintendo, <laughs> not carrying forward purchases, right? So as yeah. an example, like when they shut down uh, the original Nintendo, I don't think they call it the eShop or the classic game shop or whatever for, from Wii. the Wii. Yeah. And uh, basically all of your purchases uh, from you know NES, SNES, all those would have had to be downloaded already for you to be able to keep them at the time they shut down the shop. So say if you had purchased $1,000 worth of stuff on there and then you didn't have it downloaded onto a Wii somewhere and then they shut down the shop, you have no access to that ever again. Ooh. So, yeah, so there is a precedent that's for them bad. taking away content. This is something it seems like is maybe more unique to Nintendo because uh, PlayStation, uh, Microsoft, as long as you maintain the same account from one system to the next, it's fairly persistent. But there is a precedent for for you know you just losing content you've purchased, and then and then uh, they're making you pay for it again now. If you have the Switch and you're doing Nintendo Online, uh, part of that is is actually getting the NES and SNES games uh, that you can stream anytime you want. Ugh. That's yeah. rough. Which is good. I, I've been playing those, and they're, and they're worth it, because I didn't buy a bunch of stuff on the Wii, so it's fine by me. I didn't buy but, anything uh, on the Wii. Never owned one. Oh, I, I did. It was no, a great system. A oh, we owned a Wii. We, 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 we owned, owned a Wii, Wii U. U. Nobody owned a Wii U. That was yeah. the problem. They were, yeah, because they were garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's why it was like a three-year console cycle. <laughs> Three or four-year console cycle. <laughs> yeah. So it did, didn't last very long. Sorry, we're playing footsie there. Uh, so, and then, uh, yeah, I figure I figure we could let's start off with that. So it's kind of an interesting topic. So who knows? Like, uh, ho- hopefully it, it, it bodes well. For the all digital gaming platform, but maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I feel, I feel like, like with the Stadia and the lukewarm reception there, and and the failure to kind of uh, sort of market that in a really meaningful way, I feel like the the ship has kind of sailed this time around again for an yeah. all digital platform. And then and then maybe in the next couple of years we'll see something else kind of rise up. Agreed. But uh, but uh, no, I hope Stadia keeps putting out free games. Honestly, for the pro uh, subscribers, that's cool. Yeah, no, they're not free games. You're paying well, monthly. You're paying well, monthly. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so but that's mo- what I expected. I expected to, for you to pay a monthly fee and just get sure. access to any number of games for free, right? Yeah. So what I've been doing now is I'm actually watching my subscription, and I'm actually weighing it versus the titles they've given me. And yeah, so yeah. long as the titles nice. they give me stays ahead of the subscription cost, yeah. then I will keep my subscription. What titles have you gotten so far? Uh, the second Tomb Raider game was free. Thumper, uh, Guilt's. Uh, Farm Simulator 10, whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, okay, I don't care, so that doesn't count the list. Yeah, Farm- my, no, my brother farming is obsessed Yeah, uh, yeah, and Nice. Then, don't get me wrong, for the people who love it, I'm super happy you guys have a good game that you guys can play and like. But Yeah, well, I'm really style. into GPS combines, so there you go. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> uh, So Metro Exodus, uh, another one. Uh, Samurai Showdown was one of their early ones. Destiny, but I mean... But I've Samurai Showdown? Got like, all that. Yeah. Um, Doesn't like sound worth it to me. Um, so far, I've been able to uh, maintain costs. So I, what I did mm-hmm. was the first bundle that I got, which I think just uh, goes up this month effectively, which was like the founding bundle. Um, that just ran out. So now I'm, I'm running on the tab of Metro Exodus. Ah. So uh, as long as they come up with something in the next couple months that I want, 
uh, on Stadia Pro, then we're good. What's the pro monthly subscription fee? It's like fifteen bucks. Okay, not well, even. Not, too bad. not not yeah, even. Probably yeah. probably ten bucks in the U.S. Then. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a matter of it maintaining its worth. Mm-hmm. That's all it is mm-hmm. at this point. So if it maintains worth, then I'm okay with keeping it. And there may be a time where uh, I start enjoying it more because I'll be using it on my phone, especially with they have enough five G coming out uh, on the on the horizon. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a matter of kind of wait and see at this point. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Cool. So and then with that, I guess we'll get into the the main event topic here, which will take up the bulk of the episode. Then, so the uh, the topic of Skyrim modding. So and of course, Amanda has joined us again today. Uh, did we do an intro for this one? Nope. Oh, no, this is Alex really. Austin with Ron Geek Fish Podcast, episode eighty one ish. And then we have in the room today. I'm uh, plebeian wife Amanda. We got plebeian husband Adam and Rob. Just Rob. Just Rob. Just Rob. <laughs> I don't have the nightmare shirt on. I no, guess. no, it's, it's, it's a must now. <laughs> like, I, I, it's an expectation. And uh, and today we're going to talk about the Skyrim modding. And Skyrim, of course, you know, it's Elder Scrolls Five, a uh, huge game. Came out eleven, 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 uh, which which is like the best release date ever. Was it that long ago? Yeah. yeah oh my goodness. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, and it actually came out in the same week as like uh, either like Black Ops One or Modern Warfare Three. Like it was it was the biggest week in console gaming of all time. There's really? never been a bigger week than this particular week because it was the week that Skyrim came out and this came Wait, out. Wait, Skyrim came out on the console the same time as it came out on PC? Yeah. yeah. I think did it was it? day and date. Yeah, oh, it was I day and date. It, I thought oh. it came out later for console than it did for PC. I nope. could be wrong. It all came out at the same time. So it was 11, 11, 11. And, uh, and I think that's part of the reason why it came out as such a buggy game initially mm, was yeah. because it came out it was, everything uh, at the same time. It was rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah. A little bit rough around the edges. And uh, from the get-go, I mean, this was this was at the time the, the biggest fantasy game ever made. Uh, for me, it just felt so much like playing like this is what Lord of the Rings could have been like in a video game and, and just sort of experiencing the world like that and uh, sort of with that, that, that sort of, you know, admiration for fantasy. Oh, yeah. And uh, and honestly, it ended up going on to be uh, the biggest console RPG of all time, uh, to my knowledge. I mean, it sold like dozens of millions, if not like thirty or forty million copies at this point oh, yeah. across and the world. Each iteration of the same game has sold another couple million yeah. copies of it, right? Because there's right. been the original, there's the special edition, there's the VR edition, the super special edition. There was the game of the year. There was a legendary. Yeah. There was yeah, there's ultimate all or something. Is yeah, yeah. And then there's even like a Nintendo Switch version, which is just the legendary yep. version, which. I also purchased. At this point, we're just making money edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Much. <laughs> I think we're just making more money edition. So pe- people people need a bonus this year edition. We're not allowed <laughs> to just straight up print money edition. <laughs> <laughs> so they try to form their own like uh, their own little republic within Bethesda. By the way, they made money. so many different versions of Skyrim that at this point it's its own currency. That's it. <laughs> but it's all uh, what's the current gold. Yeah, yeah, the, the currency is just now gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and of course, Skyrim being this huge sweeping Western style RPG uh, was made by Bethesda, so the makers of, of modern Fallout games and uh, and other Elder Scrolls games as well. So uh, very, very critically well received. I think the only gripes anybody had from the get go were just the technical issues of the game, uh, which ended up getting ironed out over those first few months. I remember yeah. um, if if you if you weren't playing it too heavy, you might not have even seen a lot of the stuff that was happening in the early days. But uh, but it was a lot of like you know. 
uh, falling through floors, things not loading, you know, just just really strange things loading, like uh, uh, character models over like animal models, and then they would behave like the animals. I think my and... favorite one is when I first played it, pretty early on. I forget the, who was the name of the the main dragon. Alduin. Alduin. When he first lands, when he's chopping off your head, yeah, he actually landed like off screen. <laughs> so it's supposed to be this big terrifying scene and all you see is like one little dragon wing <laughs> see I love all the um, the glitches that would happen with the ragdoll system yes because the ragdoll system really didn't interact well with their engines so you would get these weird things that would happen during combat or during animations of people walking around yeah. where suddenly someone would be there and the next minute they're like crumpling themselves into a ball and then suddenly like launching into space <laughs> <laughs> or it would just be I, honestly like the weirdest stuff yeah. would happen. Or I had one where I don't know I was messing around and they had these um, they were like water powered sawmills. Okay. And there was a whole animation system where you could actually grab a log, put it in the sawmill, go and activate the sawmill, and the That's sawmill right. would cut the log in half and then put it in like a pile. Well, somehow I put like someone's body in the sawmill <laughs> and then put a log on top somehow. of it. Yeah, yeah, somehow. And then put a log on top of it Good and answer. then turn the sawmill on. And the body sort of just like crumpled its way through the sawmill and then just like got caught on something and then just slingshot <laughs> to the other side of the map. And it was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I don't the know why. The game wasn't pre-programmed with absolute horror and terror screams. Yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah. like, so, well, you could do I, some funny stuff. I love that, that the game logic's answer to what do I do with this character model right now is to launch it at near infinite velocity. Seriously, like, like, just, just, get, just get rid of it. <laughs> get the fuck out of Skyrim, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so launches Skyrim space program. It's brought to you by the <laughs> launches you into orbit above Tamriel. <laughs> oh much. my god. You so, think dragons can fly high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that that was part of the fun. So as time went on though, you know, the game got cleaned up quite a bit. It became a very enjoyable experience. I I think in terms of single player games, I don't know, I've spent more time in any game that I have in Skyrim. So. I'm now just imagining some guy in a town on the opposite side of the land just Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh? Today, uh, yeah, it's the lovely here to hear that. I love you, honey. And then just suddenly a body crashes into his wife and just murders. No, no, no. Her I, I, you hear it. You hear it coming because you hear it break the sound barrier. <laughs> and you, cause so, so you hear the sonic boom first. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like looking around, like what? What was that? And all of a sudden, <laughs> like right I'm in front of you. Imagining the scene from uh, what's the, the superhero show where the Flash dude just runs through the guy's girlfriend? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, from the boys. The boys. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. imagine that where his body just comes. <laughs> If that ever happened, if bodies come raining out of the sky, I'd be like, God damn it, people will come back from Morrowind again. <laughs> all I can think of is that fucking anti-gravity like gravity spell where you could jump really high, but there was no way to fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you would jump. Yeah, you'd find it on this guy's body, because he casts the spells right outside the beginning of in Morrowind. You'd pull the squirrel off his body, and you'd cast it on yourself, and you could jump. But the thing is, that wouldn't last long enough for you to land. <laughs> So, so, fucking so, so on the way yourself. down, you would die. Yes. Oh wow, that's incredible. That's <laughs> incredible. So, and over time, the game got cleaned up, and then, and then, of course, be, because it's a Bethesda game on PC, uh, it ends up getting a, a huge modding community around it, which is great. And uh, and it became so big that it even was kind of the 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 
a sort of progenitor of console modding as well. So some mods actually became available on uh, in PS3 and 360, and then they carried forward as well. So it's just interesting to see the the, the different ways in which the modding community has affected not just not just this particular game, but the industry at large. And then now it's becoming an expectation, and even console players want that not according experience. According to Blizzard, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blizzard is not into modding at all. So, in fact, no. if if they even let you build a map on anything, they own it. They own yeah. you. Yeah, and they own your children. Bethesda already fucked up the mod, the whole mod thing with the uh, store and stuff like that. Yeah, so they, they, they've been they've there. Kinda, yeah, they've gotten their licks. They, they have. They <laughs> have. They, have though, they never started out that way. They were actually very much pro modding. Which 100%. is why I think that the community got so involved in the first place. Because I, I know with every iteration, at least since Morrowind on, when you bought the game, you actually get were given, um, it's called like the construction kit yeah, yeah. through Bethesda. And yep. it was literally all of their assets in the game and sort of the engine that they used to build the levels were just given to you with the game. And you could build whatever you wanted with it. Yeah, yeah. And it was yours to build levels with, and then you could kind of put those up wherever you wanted to and have other people play them or whatever the case was. But they were very much pro-modding, which was really good. And it really helped that community kind of take off because it seemed like anybody could do it if you wanted to. Well, and what's cool about it is you get the kit for free and then other things like Blender. Blender's totally free, so you can get that if you want to do like 3D modeling. And uh, it's just interesting that that here is a whole sub-community with with fairly technical tools uh, that are actually available to people completely for free, Mm -hmm. which is wild to think. So is that that what sort of prompted you to get into it? Um, I'm not sure how I originally got into i remember i actually kind of personally tried to dabble in modding a little bit with morrowind back in the day and it was just something as simple as like i wanted to build a house in the game to look a certain way so i was kind of playing with the construction kit a little bit but i was never really good at it Hmm. so i just kind of dropped it and never touched it again but in terms of getting involved with downloading other people's mods i think it was just those things where there was quality of life stuff it started out as quality of life right there was people who went through and said hey listen we know there's like a ton of bugs in this game bethesda's a little slow on you know correcting these bugs or whatever so here's a mod that you can download that we fix these bugs for you until such time that they decide they want to correct it Mm. so you start downloading stuff like that and you're like okay yeah this actually like really improves the game Interesting. So they stayed ahead of Bethesda's own quality control. Oh, absolutely. They did because it was people who had the time, they had the talent, and they had the resources. And they went, you know what? I really enjoy this game, but I would like it more if it was just a little bit more polished. Yeah. And Bethesda was still trying to keep up with their own sales of the game, with their marketing, with whatever else. They didn't have time to, you know, do minor bug fixes. Or maybe they had a team of people on it. It was just the sheer volume. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was crazy. So the, the community sort of like, picked up the slack for that i would say which was really nice wow and people were willing to do it without any kind of compensation at first they were like you know what i like this game this is great i'm gonna do it because i like it well all that's happening do the modders get any sense that bethesda is actually co-opting some of these ideas or some of the talent into their own fixes for the game is that happening in the background um, absolutely. Like what? when they release like later patches a lot of times they'll actually use content that people have done to fix things in their game and they'll say, you know what, we will pay you for what you have created content-wise, and then we'll just implement that into our patching system. Wow. So they don't have to do the work. Which, I mean, works out for them really well. But it didn't stay that sort of 
altruistic, you know, buddy buddy relationship forever because you know everybody likes money and they oh, want a lot of money. Buddy. Blizzard kind of got famous because there's a lot of a lot of their staff that work on WoW and their games were hired early on from the modding community. Are there any mm. known stories of people getting hired to Bethesda for modern um, groups? Not really. I mean, there are. There are cases where people's talent is just so great and so like widely renowned that they have been offered job positions or you know whatever the case is in later iterations of games. And actually, a really good example of that is there's a mod that came out, um, oddly enough, in Skyrim, and there was a girl who on YouTube had recorded um, herself singing um, the main theme songs of Skyrim. Mm. So I think one was like Age of Oppression, mm. uh, Age of Aggression, and then the main like Dovahkin theme song. Yeah. And somebody made a mod and put that in the game. So when you went to a tavern and you had your people, your bards in the tavern singing, it would actually be her recorded oh, voice. Oh, that's cool. And later on, I guess that gained so much popularity that um, Bethesda hired her on for their Elder Scrolls Online and mm -hmm. actually used her as one of the bards in their taverns around the yeah. world and had her sing for their music. That's awesome. So it actually turned out really cool. Wow. Hmm. That's but incredible. It, it does happen. That's like sort of a, like, I know that, that, that life often imitates art, but here it is, you know, life is kind of making its way into the art. That's oh, absolutely. Cool. That's very cool. Huh. Very, very cool. And then, so what... Like it just blows my mind that like this community has sort of come up so organically and then and then uh, up up to the point that we hit now, which is the money part, and right. then it's just so crazy that like other other game developers don't have a relationship that's that robust with the modding community, like particularly like Blizzard. Like it just blows my mind. It, it did though. That's the it thing. did at some point. Yeah, Blizzard yeah. had these tools for their game. Yeah, they were one of the first to do it. Yeah. So like they, I mean, one of the first games I ever modded was StarCraft One. Uh, use map oh. settings maps. Yeah, and the then, star editor. Yeah. Oh, I, that's right. You could build maps in there, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I did that too. Yeah, I did yeah. that with Warcraft as well. So yeah. one and two. Yeah. They, Starcraft was one of the first. I don't. I don't think it was probably not the first. I don't know what is the first, but they were one of the first. They were early adopters. Of that that's honestly, I, I would say that that's what made people play the Warcraft and Starcraft games for so long. It was because of the uh, modding community. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And same with Skyrim. If it wasn't for the modding community. The game would have been dead yeah. long Oh, absolutely. The, well, modding, uh, yeah. the modding community really keeps the game going longevity-wise because they are constantly creating new content, new experiences, new whatever for this game, whereas the company sort of just like left it to the back burner and moved on to the next project. Actually, you know what? It goes as far back as uh, like SimCity 2000, uh, Maxis. Uh, so I think oh, they, yeah. they had, there was a ton of content packs out for that back oh, in the day Max's that I remember games downloading. In general, yeah. They're yeah, like yeah. the Sims, yeah. the, the earliest iterations of Sims, even newer Sims. There yeah. is so many mods you can download for those games. Got to be for, a massive community. Oh yeah, just for content such as like having a specific furniture style, yeah, yeah. or having clothing, or having characters that look like a celebrity yeah. or whatever. The or case or is. like new ways to kill them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I quickly <laughs> did a Google search. Uh, first game to allow community mods, and a supposedly. Doom 1993 was the first game to have a Yes, that, that's actually true. That's actually true. I don't so, know. Yep. 
That, that's, I actually, I was listening to that recently. There was a, uh, they were talking about, I can't remember if it was like the Jaguar, like the 32X or something that that game had appeared on. But they were talking about uh, just how that game was designed from the beginning by id to to be, be able to accommodate a modding community. So people who wanted to create new content for the game. So that's actually true. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so anyway, with with Bethesda now, so we're 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 hitting the years. What is it? 2013, 2014, when 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 monetary gains started to come yeah. into this. And what happened to the community? So at the this problem point? was, and I kind of get it from a creator standpoint. The problem was is they were putting out content that required a lot of time and a lot of effort to create. It was extensive content. Like they, a lot of people would basically build entire new sections of the game yeah. or, you know, whatever the case was. And people felt like their time should be valued. Yeah. Like the effort that they put into it, into this game should have some sort of, I don't know, value coming back to them. Mm. So that was where people started to say, well, I want to charge money for my mod. So it's, so it's people going from hobbyist to maybe, maybe I could do this for a living. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, in each, there was just kind of individual people who started to be like, no, you know, my mod is really, really extensive. I kind of want something like a little something back for this. Like maybe, you know, you pay me a couple dollars and you can mm-hmm. download my mod. And then when a couple people started doing it, everybody's like, well, if they're making money, I can make money too. Yeah. So then everybody wanted money for their mods. And then it got to the point where the platform that was sort of hosting the downloads for these mods which the biggest one was uh nexus mods at the time which mm-hmm. is still the, the largest platform for mod downloading at least for skyrim nexus mods went well if they want to make money and we want to make money why don't we charge people either a subscription mm. or charge people a dollar amount we take some of it and then we give the rest to them mm. and then that pissed off a lot of people interesting because I mean, in my case, I download like 400 something mods. Yeah. If I had to pay per mod that I downloaded, I'd put, you know, $5,000 yeah. into a single game and there would be no end to it because there's always new mods coming right. out. There's always upgrades, right? Like, where do you stop? Yeah. So it, it kind of blew up to a point where people just didn't want to be involved anymore. A lot of people who were like big name content creators just simply yeah. left. Oh, they said, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I don't want to put my time into this. You know, this is a toxic community. Wild. I'm done with it. Wild. But the issue wasn't, like, when the first few people started, like, hey, my, I have really big, a lot of content. I put a lot of work into this. I think I deserve some money. The issue wasn't those people and at those time. It was when Nexus decided, yeah, we're going to make money off your work. Right, exactly. Mm. Nexus getting involved, I think, was the tipping point. There was always sort of a system in place where you could actually give donations. I was, to, I was, yeah. I was literally about to ask that. It's yeah, like, why didn't give... they just put in something to say make a donation for every purchase well, you can choose to make exactly. a that, that's donation? What, that's what a lot of them do now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah and that was what was implemented. You could give a, a monetary donation to whatever content creator you thought was you know phenomenal, that deserved money, whatever the case was. The problem was is that the people who hosted that wanted a piece of that profit. Yeah. They didn't want donations just to go to them. They're like, well, we're hosting the stuff. We want money too, kind of thing. So wow. it kind of blew up in that sense. And then Bethesda got involved, which made it worse because they came out with the, um, oh, what was it called? Yeah, it was their modding store. I don't know what it was called either. Yeah, where it was just a gathering place for all the bigger mods, well, or they, like no, no. Uh, creation club. Yeah, that's it. So Bethesda's creation club was like, okay, we're gonna take the best of the modding community. We're gonna curate it for you. 
And we're going to take what the best of what's out there and give it to you in a like really easy integrated platform that's built right into the game. And all you have to do is pay us money for it. So they're putting their own stamp of approval on the player created content at this point on choice pieces. So they had no involvement in the actual mod creation other than like letting them use the assets. And they're going, well, you know, we're going to take your stuff and we're going to put it on our platform. And, you know, we're going to make money from it, but we're going to give you a little bit of that money, too. Did they too. limit what ones they would put on their platform? Like, obviously, there's a metric fuck ton of porn ones. Yes. Like yeah, yeah. So they curated it specifically so they would choose only, actually, it was only a certain type of, or a certain number of mods per month. So they had the, the uh. Creation Club, like, monthly package, more or less, that was like, okay, this month we're going to focus on armor mods. Or this month we're going to focus on environment mods or whatever the case was. So you could download that package for, say, $15 or whatever, and it would just automatically get integrated right into your game. Uh, yeah. th- now, there was a there was an extra layer of it that they did do, though. They would make sure that it was compatible completely. Yes. So they, the Creation Club did have a bit of a leg up in that regard, that they would make sure that everything worked together before you got it. Easy modding. Yeah. yeah they, as a, made, as they, to, they took the yeah. guesswork out of it for compatibility. So, you know, there's obviously certain mods that don't work together with other mods because they change the same assets or they... Have conflicting scripts or yeah. whatever the case was. So they, that. they you have mods where you have to literally load them in a certain order. If you well, load yeah. them out of order, they, they basically it fucks made it as super simple as possible. But they also made it so that their mods could be integrated into consoles. And what that's where the console yep. modding came in was yep. they said, okay, if we're going to put your mod on our platform, you have to make it so that this can be played on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. And we're going to help you get it to Ooh. that point. Well, but they, they would help it has it. to. It, yeah, they yeah, would. Yeah. They would have a team of people who would help you sort of translate the coding over because it's not the same, and your mod would be available on all the platforms. No, no. But I'm saying ooh because then all of a sudden you have Sony, you know, Microsoft being like, oh, more content. We need to make our piece of the pie too. Yeah, everybody wants <laughs> so, to put their hand yeah, in the yeah. jar, and that, that's yeah, honestly yeah. what it came down so, to. So and then and then so once you have like twelve dicks in the pie, I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just a dick pie. It's yeah. just a dick pie, buddy. <laughs> a cherry dick pie. <laughs> and I think the the worst move that Bethesda pulled was when their Creation Club came out. It got integrated into Skyrim. Like you had no choice. It, it was this. You wow. you install this update. You now have Creation Club. And the Crazy. way that they would come out with these new packages each month is they would actually do it as a, a game update, we'll call it. Yeah. So it would become, you know, version 1.6.40, blah, 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 whatever Ooh. the case was. But it actually messed with pre-existing mods who were that were searching for an existing game version. Oh, so shit. So their mod would say, okay, we are looking for game version 3.0 point whatever, and every time there's a creation club update, it would change the base game version. Yeah. And so it, it, it basically nuked every single previous mod that was out there Crazy. unless it was on the creation so club. So because the but even though the game didn't the reason you would check for the versioning is so that make sure, okay, I need this version because there was something added in this version that I utilized. Right. But even though every month nothing was changing in the game. Right. Nothing actually changed. This, they they just changed oh, the game so version. Fucked. It's so So it, it honestly, what? you couldn't actually use mods in the game. It was a very brief period of time. They fixed it. Actually, funny enough, somebody came up with a mod that <laughs> <Yeah>. removed Creation <laughs> Club out of your game and basically suppressed 
um, creation club that. updates. I love that. So that it Modern was just like, fuck you, we're doing this right. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what happened. So they would basically suppress, suppress the creation club updates so that your game version would only stay at a certain, but you couldn't access creation club at that point. <laughs> you don't fuck with the mod community, man. Yeah, you just seriously. don't do it. There's some scary people. <laughs> well, the, yeah, but, oh, yeah. those are the people who, there's a, there's a certain percentage of the modding community who know your code better than you do better than you oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because there are certain people and everyone knows one or two of them that are just like so ingrained in that system yeah that they live it yeah. it's like like i used to be able to rattle off every single pokemon that was out when i was a kid yeah it's those people but they yeah. do it for code <laughs> yeah and yeah. if you fuck with those people they'll go <laughs> Yeah, but I know the thing you made better than you do. <laughs> <laughs> you may have created Skyrim, but I was born in That's yeah. Yeah. That, no, pretty that much. is pretty much exactly it. <laughs> I didn't see another game till I was a man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see Creation Club till I was a man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, fun stuff. That's amazing. That's amazing. So anyway, so uh, at some point they relent? Uh, yeah, they kind of... I don't know. I think the new Fallout still tried to sneak that creation club did, mentality yeah. in there, yeah. but they really sort of backed off on it. And yeah. the I know Nexus Mods um, actually put out a whole statement saying, listen, we're never going to charge for mods. Mm. You know, that was a mistake on our part. And basically they decided the way they're going to get their revenue is through ads. Makes sense. So, well, well, what makes sense? Yeah. Ah, so, yeah. their hosting website that hosts all the mods for people to download is just filled oh, with Nexus ads. Said this. Yeah, Nexus. Yeah. Not, you know not what? I'm okay with this. Yeah. Good for them for coming out and making that statement a hard statement because most companies good. would yeah. come out and go, "Well, there was a thing that happened. We're not going to say we did it or we're involved. And it's your fault. <laughs> uh, it, we're proud of our game and we support it. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah." Yeah, no, they, they That's came the out. That's the canned Blizzard answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They said, we'll never charge for mods. It's not going to be a monetary thing. If you still want to give donations to people who create content, you can totally do that yeah. still. Like, obviously, they're people that deserve money. So, yeah, and it's sort of debased now because now you can go to like Patreon and places like that. Oh, as well. absolutely. What you need to do is so Watsy put out something that I support severely. I think it's a really cool. Mm. So, they there was a website that basically allowed you to upload your own content, you know, PDFs of content. Yeah. And you could. The person who uploaded it would have an account and they could choose, does this item cost a certain amount of money or is it pay as you will? Hmm. And they could kind of select this thing. Yeah. So you could go on this website and just download things as you wanted and pay money to that company. Yeah. The website was supported by Watsi. Watsi had their hand in it somehow, but literally makes no money off of it. Wild. They're not, they're not the owners of the website. They're just sort of, they certify the website, yeah, if you will. Yeah. Um, and they, they link to it. And I think that would be a great solution for Skyrim is if someone just made a website, the website just makes, you know, the website doesn't really make money. The website yeah. is really just supported by the bigger company like Skyrim mm -hmm. or like Bethesda. And all it does is allow you to upload your thing and you can do a pay as you will yeah. scenario. This yeah. way it's one quick, easy place to get all the files you need. Well, that's kind of what Nexus Mods is already, though. Can you pay directly to the creator? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can, you can donate. You can actually donate directly to them via PayPal or whatever you want to do through the Nexus website. Yes. Oh, okay. Then never mind. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah and, it, and it literally sure, does that. I'm sure, on, just based on like number of hits, like they're making money off the ads too. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, they yeah, make sure a making... decent amount of re ad revenue. So. Oh, cool. perfect. Then that's cool. exactly that's yeah, the yeah. best way. That's how it should possible. be. That's how it should be. If 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 your site is driving the traffic organically and you did that and and your community is doing that, then yeah, you should make money off the ads. So that yep. makes perfect sense for the internet. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. 
cool. And then, uh, so I guess I'm curious then, so that kind of brings us up to present day. Uh, still, I mean, this is a nine-year-old game at this point, over nine years old, and, and there's an extremely robust mounting community still built around it. Also because there hasn't been, uh, other than Elder Scrolls Online, there hasn't really been a, a big uh, first-party release for Elder Scrolls since Skyrim, no, or I'm sure. No, nobody really, I mean... The online iteration has not really picked up modding wise. It's not a lot you can do with it because right. they kind of they sort of lock you down for online games yep. and MMO styles for what you can actually mod and do with it. So yeah, no people are still modding Skyrim to this day. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, so so why don't you walk us through then? So I'm very curious, man, about like one of what one of your play sessions looks like. So oh. you're feeling you're feeling. I'm playing some Skyrim today. First of all, I'm three frames a second. Game. So. <laughs> So with the expectation, it's twelve, okay, twelve frames a second, and uh, so you sit down, and you're like, you know what, I feel like playing this game today. I want to have the great experience I always have. So here, here's the things I do to give myself the, this great experience. No, you have to start three weeks ahead of the time in which it's <laughs> just loading. He, like, no, he's right. Uh, when I sit down and I decide, hey, I want to play Skyrim, <laughs> I have to prepare Skyrim, which is usually so, like so wait, uh, there's a period of time before you even get to it where you're like, this days. is preparation. Seriously, no, yeah, it's like it, a week. It's, <laughs> about a, it's about a week worth of, because seriously, I have to download all the mods that I need Yeah, and I have to make sure that all the mods that I have are compatible with each other and then I have to make sure that they're all in the correct loading order and then I have Whoa. to go into the game and every time it crashes, which it's going to do a lot... I have to figure out why it crashed, what's it, what it's interacting with, get rid of certain pieces of certain mods, or get rid of a mod entirely, go back in, see if it works, and then just sort of keep doing that until I get a mostly stable game. Stable and then game. she finds another mod which breaks all the rest. It just goes right, the whole yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. But That's it, is, amazing. it is literally like prep time that I have to do if I want to play Skyrim. And it's honestly a little tedious, but I do it to myself. It's kind of a metagame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's this game I played before the game. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Preparing, preparing to play, yeah. But, I mean, it does enhance the, the actual play time that you do end up playing the game a lot more. I mean, because yeah. I've done it a lot myself, too. I mean, I definitely don't do it to the same amount that you do. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like if I don't go through that whole prep, I don't enjoy the game that much. Yeah. We got kind of some of the nuts and bolts down now about modding and the history of it and kind of how we got here. So now I'm kind of curious about like, okay, so you've loaded up the game successfully. How many how many mods are running? What are some of these mods like? So in Skyrim, the actual engine that they use to build the game, they actually limit you as to how many mods you can have running in any one game session. And hmm. these mods are the ones that will... Uh, they, they call them ESPs, which are extensive like script introductions yeah. or they change like huge amount of assets they're not just like hey i changed mm. the texture of this one thing or mm. whatever you can only have 255 esps running at any one time yeah um that that fills up pretty quick okay so at least for me anyway so you can actually get software that will allow you to combine esps together so you can take two different mods and sort of combine them together into one file i feel sort like of this like, is the point where stuff starts to go wrong right I mean, you, you sort of like trick your game into thinking that it's running less mods than it is when really you do you have what a lot more right but for the most part a lot of the mods that are just changing sort of like textures or yeah. you know whatever the case stuff that's already in the game but you're just sort of tweaking it a little bit they don't actually run an esp they'll yeah. just have you know a texture file a mesh file whatever the case is 
that your game will just load instead of whatever it's supposed to load normally. So right off the bat, you're looking at like up-res textures, more more complicated textures. Like what what are those things like? Um, yeah, for the most part, it's usually um, higher res, so more pixels um, mm. crammed into that square space of sure. texture. Yeah, more detailed actual built models, like more detailed meshes mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I see a lot of photos online of like uh, up-resed versions of the game where a lot of people just go in and do like photo shoots inside right. the game and they have like poses and so, stuff. Just so you're aware of the kind of thing we're dealing with here is a while back she, she was modding Skyrim like crazy and her computer couldn't handle it. So I don't know how many years, it's, it's a while now, but I went out and bought her and designed, I specifically chose hardware that was best for modding oh, Skyrim. Awesome. So her computer right now, at the time, it's not the best there is anymore, but at the time it was specifically designed with more RAM, more cores, just so we could run more like 40, Skyrim 40 mods. gigs of RAM. <laughs> so that was my priority, honestly. <laughs> 40 gigs of RAM and like an industrial fan. <laughs> Immediately. She got this computer when a 980 was one of the best graphics cards you okay, could get. okay. Immediately dropped it down to twelve frames per second. Oh my god! It was it was bad, honestly. Wild. But I think for me, it kind of helps too that I have sort of a um, base understanding of what a mod is actually doing to my game on yeah. like a three D graphics level. I have like sort of a small background in three D modeling, so I know that when I download a mod that's going to um, update the texture of something or change the model of something, I know what it's actually doing on like a 3D programmed level. So I can kind of organize it better and figure out how to deal with conflicts better when I know mm. what it's doing. Um, but part of the reason that my game ran at such terrible frame rate was also because most of my modding was done on the Legendary Edition, which uh. was the first iteration of Skyrim that came out. That's actually where I did most of my gameplay. I think I have just on Steam alone, about 200 hours clocked nice. before. And I had more on that before it was uh, introduced into Steam. Nice. Because it came out as its own separate game first. Right. Um, but that was actually only a 32-bit version of their engine. Yeah. So it was sort of oh. limited as to what it could do processing-wise and how much it was actually able to you know, render into your game I didn't know that. in okay. any one session, Then, which is why um, Special Edition, when it came out, was such a big deal because that was a 64-bit edition. So all my mods that were still compatible with the 64-bit edition ran so much better in that version because there was just so much more processing power allotted to it. Got it. So so what are, what are some of your favorite mods then that you use on a regular basis? Um, I sort of... I have a lot. I have a very extensive list of mods. <laughs> and I think some of them, I would, I would have a uh, essential or a crucial list and then sort of my like fun ones that I sort of play around with Is if I want to. Is the Prettiest Man Alive one one of oh, your well, We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but I kind of, I, I have a, like a process that I start with where I'll start with my big, um, we'll call them game changers. Yeah. So things that will actually change large aspects of the game itself so i have ones for um changing the talent system okay um i have ones that will like so this this is sneak and 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 i don't i forget what they all are now magic, magic. yeah 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 so there's people who created mods uh let me see if i have the name of it here it was called ordinator um so ordinator basically when you went through it would change the entire perk system and it was sort of more detailed and it gave you more sort of branching options that allowed you to create a more specialized character, less generic. So mm. if you wanted to make a spellcaster, you could make like 
just a elemental spellcaster or you could make like oh. just an alteration spellcaster and you would have more perks available to you for more specialized characters that's that's which actually, was actually a major really cool. game improvement right that's it was cool. it was very much more of a classic rpg style perk yeah. system yeah as opposed to just like no you know what i play like a bow character but there's not a lot of perks available to me so i'm gonna like have a lot of magic talents too that i'm never gonna right. use Right, right. It, they just became useless at that point because you never actually use them. Yeah, so yeah. you get more talents that are more useful to you. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of other ones too, like. Um, yeah, that's cool because in the initial game it was like I'll magic things, I'll bludgeon things, I'll cut things, or I'll shoot things with a bow and arrow. And it really wasn't. Yeah. There really right. wasn't there much wasn't, else. There to wasn't it. much yeah, else yeah. other than that. Yeah. Um, the actually one of the first mods I'll download is the unofficial Skyrim patches. Yeah. And these have been around since like the beginning of Skyrim. These were the the modders and the content creators who created those bug fixes before Bethesda did. Oh. And they're still doing it. They'll they'll go through and they'll make like down to the finest detail fix everything that is wrong with Skyrim. And they have an unofficial <laughs> patch for every expansion, every iteration it's of it. We're nine years in. Oh yeah, and it's they're still crazy. doing bug fixes. It's great. It's crazy. Oh my uh, god. So yeah, unofficial uh, Skyrim patches are first. And then there's stuff like um you can change a lot with animations. So okay. you can download, it's called XP32 Skeleton, which basically um, gives you a wider range of animations your character can do Okay. based on a more detailed... So you're talking um, like, do you play in third person or first person? Um, depends. I, I do a lot of it in first person. Did, but, so, so does it add more animations in for just what you see from your hands? Um, that, and it also adds in more animations for um, their kill move system. So and that's another one. Nice. There's a there's okay. actually another mod um, that you can download called Violens, yeah, yeah. which is great. Um, <laughs> but in Skyrim, they had a mechanic where when you don't give me that look. <laughs> I can't, I'm imagining Violens to be a not a violent thing, but a different kind think, of vile. I have a theory about what this one is, and I'm curious if you're about to confirm it. So, uh, I, I'm, so th I'm thinking you see the violence happen to you from your enemy's perspective. Uh, it goes both ways. So oh, okay. In Skyrim, um, every once in a while, it was just kind of randomly generated. Whenever you would kill somebody or somebody would kill you, they would do like a, a really fancy kill move, yeah. we'll call it. Like, so it. like scissoring the head off? Yeah, it, it, was, it was basically <laughs> like a preset animation that your character would go into to kill somebody. Yeah. And it was different based on what weapon you're using or how close you were to somebody or whatever the case was. And violence sort of um, expanded on that. So they made, I don't know, more ridiculous, fanciful, like, dance move type kill moves. What can you do? Oh, there's some, like, really interesting stuff. Like, some of them get ridiculous. Like, if you are shooting somebody with a bow and you just have to be really close to them, instead of shooting them, you'll just take your arrow and just, like, stab them <laughs> to the side of the neck to kill them. That's nice. Or, That's you know, amazing. if you have two swords, you'll do some, like, fancy backflip, spin around, and sort of, like, slice their oh, head off. Yes. You know, like, stuff like that. Just really over-the-top kill moves. full Legolas on them, man. Full Legolas. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like the, the Mortal Kombat kill moves, right? That's like, awesome. Paying homage to that kind of stuff. Friendship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then there's, there's some other stuff, too, that just sort of add... I don't know. I'll say population to the world. Okay. Because one of the things about Skyrim is it's it's a great environment and it's like filled with a lot of really pretty stuff, but it does feel kind of empty. Well, there's like 17 people to live there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a whole province. When, when they built the game, it was just sort of a limitation of you know how many assets can we put in one area that will load in a in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. yeah. 
And people went, you know what? This doesn't feel like a city. It doesn't feel populated enough. There's mm-hmm. not enough sustenance in there. So you can get mods that add, um, you know, they, they populate your cities with random townspeople. Yeah. Or there's one called um, Lively Inns and Taverns that will add people dancing and like drinkers, you That's know, awesome. saying drunken stuff and stumbling around. That's amazing. Or, you know, just like a, a bar crowd that you would find in a tavern. And it really adds to the environment of the <laughs> world. It makes you feel like, you know, this is actually pretty like realistic. Yeah, yeah. Is there one that gives you an actual lusty Argonian maid? Yes. Oh, I'm thank sure God. Oh, let's not bring that shit up. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> you know what? There's a mod for every taste. Let's be honest. Well, that's, yeah, that's the taste. <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm curious about some of the fun mods then. Like, what, what what's some you put in that's just like, oh, man. you know, maybe maybe like this is just for my taste or something that's over the top or something like you that. Know, Almost everything is looks for her. Is it really? <laughs> so, yeah. What's, I, what's I, the most handsome man mod? Oh, uh, see, I am, I don't know. I, I like having everything really pretty. I am. Including her men. A, including, <laughs> including my Skyrim men, yeah. So he looks just like Adam. <laughs> oh, God. No, he looks like he looks like a Nord. <laughs> he looks like a Nord. He could totally be an egg. I, I'm, I'm Danish. Yeah, yeah, so this it makes perfect sense. Like, I would say. More like th- a Nerd. Dude, if, if, this was, if this was like. It, think about it. If this was like 1,100 years ago, Adam would absolutely be like some sort of like Danish like warlord or something, like invading Britain. Yeah, I think I would just rather my Nords look like Chris Hemsworth kind of a Nord. <laughs> I don't know. Australian Nords. Yeah. I mean, Thor's a Nord too, right? There's just, there's just some giant, like, Hama, mate. Uh, <laughs> so Chris the, the mod they keep the referencing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a mod in Skyrim that started out in the Skyrim Legendary Edition called The Most Beautiful Man in Skyrim. Mm. And it was a follower mod that you could download, which was two brothers named uh, Tannik and Kristoff. And it was lovingly created by two female content creators. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was honestly just two Nord brothers that you could have as followers in game who were just beautiful. Oh my god. Perfect hair, you know, perfectly chiseled abs, sort of that like slightly tan complexion. And you could you could customize it too. You could download different versions if you wanted blonde hair, dark hair. You dress them in all the forsworn like straps and like (laughs) more. Seriously, with the with the companion system, whatever armor you gave to that companion is what they'd wear. Oh shit. So you could download whatever ridiculous armor. Mask and a ball gag. <laughs> He's just following you around the world. That's what I'm into, man. Oh, it, there's some weird stuff, but yeah. So the, it, there's just you know these really hot brothers that you can have follow you around if you really That's want awesome. to. Actually, you know who I want now? I want Jaskier. I would play it if they had a Jaskier mod. Throw a coin to your Dovakin. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> Throw but, a coin to your Dovakin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would work. <laughs> I think it's funny that mod sort of got a lot of. Um, popularity because it was the first mod that was really created for women yeah honestly yeah. because there, there's a lot of mods out there that is all about putting really sexy women into your game sure that's probably 95 right exactly like i'd say 90 yeah 95 percent of the mods is how much <laughs> sexy always, women can you cram into this game some guy with the big breast mod he's like you know what not big enough so we gotta <laughs> <laughs> we, we gotta we gotta redo this oh yeah. it's not even yeah. about big breasts anymore there's like mods that will give you realistic breast physics so oh that when you put God. clothes on somebody, they will bounce in the proper weighted they way went that they full caliber, full soul caliber. Full soul caliber it's, like, it's in depth. That's amazing. But it's uh, amazing. What about furries? Uh, I don't even. Is there something for the furries? There's, there is. There's a mod. <laughs> Rob is confirmed. I just, you see everything when you go looking for mods. So like, <laughs> and I, when I you're Robin, confirm. you download them. 
Huh? And install them. No, no. You just admitted to doing lots of modding. I, I would oh, absolutely yeah, do the furry mod. Oh, I, will, I, I would absolutely okay. do it. With that, I will all, shamelessly tell you all of the mods I have, but that is not one of them. Furries <laughs> are already built into the base game. It's called Khajiit. Yeah. Oh, that's Oregonian. Right. Oregonian. Oh, right. You can man. be a lizard furry or you can be a cat furry. Like, yeah. you already have that in there. That's true. But if you want to get real weird, there's a mod called I do. Um, Crimes See? Against Nature. <laughs> and Crimes <laughs> Against Nature is a really odd mod that just adds a bunch of custom races and i swear to god they're everything from like my little pony characters to a cat in a box piloting a human body that's (laughs) amazing it's just just like it's the one engineer with the with the railing list line piloting godzilla (laughs) piloting there's like aliens there's all kinds of different animals you can do you can do like dogs cats you know horses whatever like it's just so extensively weird oh you can play as uh, like sonic the hedgehog if you oh want to my which God. one the hd sonic or like the, the, the original no sonic? like the creepy like i made this an ms paint level <laughs> sonic like the meme sonic that's amazing it's yeah. just it's creepy that is amazing but there's a lot of like really weird stuff out there um they people like to do a lot with mud crabs like mm. you can make every crab into zoidberg Oh my uh, god! Why not Zoidberg? Does he make a sound? He's like, whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh yeah! Like, oh my! God. There's um, <laughs> posh mud crabs, which gives every mud, mud crab a uh, monocle and a top hat. Oh and, my god! And uh, when you go past them, they'll be like, "Good evening, sir." That is so good. <laughs> that is so good. Um, there's one that allows um, bears to play musical instruments. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the there's one that apparently caught on a lot of popularity called Divine Punishment. And basically what happens every time you meet a guard in the world that uses the the scripted line, uh, I used to be uh, an adventurer like you until yeah. I took an arrow to the knee, lightning will strike them. <laughs> strike them dead? Yeah, strike them That's dead. So it's just called That's divine so it's called divine punishment. I want that to be an actual standard <laughs> in the game. That should be a standard in the game. Oh my god. Uh, there's one that turns um Alduin into uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Which is really creepy because it's literally like the dragon body still and then it's just a really creepy elongated neck oh, with shit. um Randy Savage's head at the end of it. Yeah. Oh my god. And every god. time he breathes fire it's just Randy Savage like screaming and yelling and did it's they, just... did they did they record voices over? Oh, it? absolutely. He's like he's like uh he shows up and the very first thing you're about to get beheaded or whatever. He's like you think that you could just come here into my town and my <laughs> territory. I'm going to torch you all down to the ground, brother. Like and then he just torches. That's that's so good, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> And of course, you have the classic. But you hear it in the distance, so it's like, oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> in the distance, <laughs> you, you just have to get every single dragon's a different wrestler. So at some point, you meet a dragon, and it's just like, do you smell what the dragon is cooking? You <laughs> <laughs> smell! <laughs> oh my god! He's cooking frost giants. Yeah, 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 frost. totally. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's, uh, speaking of changing, uh, Alduin, of course, is the classic Thomas the Tank engine replaces your dragon. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah, and every time classic. you, instead of hearing the dragon roar, you hear the, uh, toot toot of the, the dragon, yeah, uh, yeah. the tank engine, which is just it's really horrific. disconcerting. It's really horrific. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's probably scarier than hearing a dragon roar. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's Adam and I's favorite, which is uh, Screaming Goats Skyrim, <laughs> oh, which God, basically yeah. just makes it so that every time you encounter a goat in Skyrim, it has a random chance to just start screaming at you. It's, you, you ever seen the YouTube video of the screaming goat? Yeah, yeah. it sounds like a human He's screaming. Like, ah, ah. 
replicate. I'm not going to replicate it because you have because yeah, yeah. there are a few. I'm not going to replicate it because it's way too loud. Yeah, yeah. But yes. Oh, it's, oh it's fantastic. God. It's so good. But um, you, just, you hear him off in the distance too, and you're like, "What the fuck is that?" Is that uh, uh. If you give me permission to yell really loud, no, do it. no, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some that like you really can't actually keep it in your game because it just doesn't work. But there's one called the. Um, Jeez, where is it here? Uh, Katamari Dovakin. <gasps> yeah. So it basically turns oh. your character into an actor magnet. And as you walk around, you just basically every person that you no. encounter, you just start yes. rolling them into a ball yes. that follows you around. I Katamari want style. I want this so <laughs> So bad. the longer you play and the more you travel around to different areas, the more people you have rolled into a ball just like traveling around around you or behind you. There's never the been a mod. stay alive when they're attacking yep. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. there's someone oh, yeah. talking yep. to you and shit. Yeah. They, they, there's, they never been, there's never been a mod made that's more up my alley than that one. So that's, <laughs> that's right there. That is my alley. And then my favorite, because it's a really, really bad pun uh skyrim belongs to the gourds <laughs> oh so it basically made it so that every nord character in the game gets replaced by a giant squash That's with legs because <laughs> you know skyrim belongs to the nords but yeah. if, you know yeah i get it it's it's, it's bad. amazing so yeah there's oh just some like God. really clever weird funny stuff and then there's obviously all the really good creepy ones that turn your game into a giant anime Mm. So all your characters become anime, all your like locations become anime, all huh. your armors, your outfits, and uh And I know they got some pretty big sweeping like campaigns that have been built for it, like where they add in campaign story oh, missions. Oh yeah, there's yeah. big ones like um I think one of them was called Bruma. Yeah. So Bruma actually added like an entire new storyline. Yep. New city, new area, whatever the case new is. New dungeons and everything. Yeah, too, it right? was a very, very extensive mod. And then there's the really big one. That I, for whatever reason, can't think of right now. It's almost done. I was just reading about it recently. Um, where it's like a dark version of Skyrim or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so they used the the Skyrim assets and basically created an entire new game. Yeah, And yeah. it was, a, I think, a German company or Danish or something yeah. like that. And it's a whole new storyline. It takes place in some like weird sort of cyberpunk, steampunk yeah. world. And it's a very, very dark story. And yeah, it, it released as a mod for Skyrim a long time ago, but mm. I think they're actually releasing it as its own separate game now, yeah, yeah. which is pretty neat. And that's, yeah. I think it's almost done. Man, that's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. Actually, I might get it and play it if it is if it is its own game. That's so cool. But it's impressive what people can do with one game, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, you're not limited to just that game's world. People have created all kinds of stuff for it. Yeah, it's just interesting to sort of look at this game and just see the way that the modding community grew up around it and 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 not not just from the player side either, from the publisher side too, the way that they kind of interact with the players now and uh, it's all sort of this this bigger built-in thing now that's just kind of expected regarding those open world games and it's it's extremely exciting to see that hey, like they're they're not only allowed to create this content but but the publisher is even engaged with it in a positive way and uh, and there's obviously a lot of community out there to support it. So, very very cool. So, any 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 anything we missed or any any last words? or interesting details that we kind of left out that you can think of? No. Generally, my consensus with uh, modding Skyrim is if it can be modded, I will find a mod for it. <laughs> and I will have mods that will change everything from like the texture of gravel to the little dandelion and dust motes that float around in the sky that's amazing. to you know the weather that's in the world or the sunlight or whatever. Honestly, I have a mod for everything. Yeah, yeah. And I think my biggest challenge is usually finding a way to make them all work together yeah, to yeah. a game that I can actually play. I'm going to make a mod that's just, it turns all the th- ooms into yodeling. You probably could. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be my mod. 
So instead of being like Fusroda, he's just gonna be like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's my big idea for Ahmad. <laughs> you should so, do it. I'm, I'm sure somebody will download it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just give him the sound files. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I'm so glad we did this. It turned out to be exactly an hour, which is really exciting. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty thrilled about this topic. So uh, anyway. Um, I really have nothing else to add. Uh, I love watching it. To finish it off, uh, yeah, we could do some playing and watching real quick. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I just finished uh, as as we were talking about earlier. I finished uh, Jedi Fallen Order last night. Won't, won't get into spoilers or anything here at this time because Rob's still playing. I think but, we uh, should if Rob if Rob can finish at least the story. For uh, the next podcast, like after the vacation, and everything at least we can talk about. It. We can do all Star Wars. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I actually. So I'm on. I finished Kashyyyk. Okay, you're getting along. Uh, yeah. So did you enjoy the starting of Kashyyyk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. buddy. That was do you get, uh, do you excellent. What I, uh, the beard, the beard, AT, yeah, yeah, yeah. The beard yeah, yeah. attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, no. The uh, the game has been phenomenal, and it's just a matter of getting that time to play it. That's yeah. the issue. But I, I think I can probably get it for when everything's said and done. Okay, cool. you're such an adult. You. Yeah, you're, you're more than I halfway. What, I don't so. know what happened, man. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, now I don't have time to do the, all these ridiculous games. <laughs> I have to like do things that are you know proper adult things. Tell uh, me about sucks, it. Man. I'm such a disappointment yeah. to myself. I, I, I stayed up, I stayed up late just to finish it last night. I'm like, I just got to get through it. I just got to see the end of this game, and I'm glad yeah. I did because it was uh, the ending. The ending sequence, the last 10, 15 minutes of the game, is pretty fucking amazing and all absolutely right. worth it. So I uh, really, this is a game that just really dis- didn't disappoint me in any way. Uh, yeah. and, and I'm not very good at third-person action titles, but I did get enough into the parry and the defense system to make it work for me. And uh, and all the way up until the end, you get to utilize that. And and then there's some pretty incredible things that happen in the, in the final run-up of the game. And uh, honestly, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's my favorite game, favorite new franchise game I've played in some time. Yeah, so. I, Amanda can say, I, I think I'm at, what, 37 hours, I think? Yeah, my, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Said. yeah. And I've beaten the game effectively twice now, once on Jedi Knight yeah. and then once on Grandmaster. I might be close to that, but just on an easy playthrough because yeah. I've gone and collected everything. I've gone and, well, I've, I, I went and collected everything. Yeah, yeah. I have all the stims. I, by the way, I found the 10th stim. I was really annoyed. I don't have the 10th stim. Oh, I was I'm, I'm really annoyed because I, I was at 9. Yeah. And I'm like, and according to guides, there wasn't a 10th. When I was looking at Polycon or something oh. like that, I, no one mentioned a tenth. Oh, and I randomly found one. Oh, okay. I was just doing exploration, yeah, finding yeah. other chests. When I'm like, oh, this path, I've never been down this path. Yeah. Let me go down this path. And at the end, it was a yellow crate, and I'm like, oh, holy crap! Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's funny too because like it even took me a while to kind of figure out how to utilize the maps to figure out like where to go to try and tough. find secret areas because oh, the maps are, are difficult to navigate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one. That's one maybe technical area of improvement they could look at for the next one. So, however, that pans. Out. I don't know how they can make it better. Yeah, no, but, uh, I mean, I I found it difficult at first too, but once I kind of started using it more, I yeah. I don't have an issue with it. Personally. It'd be like it it, it would work well in VR maybe that particular part. Once you've just, unlocked uh, like every area. Report. On yeah. Zepho, yeah. that map is very hard to read. Oh, dude, Zepho's insane, dude. Zepho's insane. It's it's one of the largest, like just a sort of single level places in an action game. Like it's probably the biggest level ever made. Like it's stupid huge. Yeah. Like and it, I I get lost. Like I'm trying to figure out how to get back to a place that I've been to before. Or by the time I get there, trying to figure out how to get back to the ship. <laughs> I'm just like I have no freaking clue. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's hard to fast. There's no fast travel rather. So. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, but that's basically it. Just that and Orna for me. Um, haven't really been watching much. Oh, I've made it. I've made it deep, deep, deep into Rebels. Now I'm almost done with the second season, nice. and I've seen. I've seen a lot of like Rex. Is and, it picking uh, up now? 
Uh, what's that? You see it picking up now? At the moment where uh, a, a certain person whose initials I'll just say are AT sort of shows up. Yeah. <laughs> so it does it does pick up yes. very rapidly from there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good show. Very good show. Cool. That's it for me. What about you? Uh, my life consists of homework and nothing else. You talk about Cora. I've been discussing yeah. how we've been going through the Avatar series together. We've been very slowly kind of making our way through Legend of Korra, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. Nice. Uh, we just finished uh, Avatar Last Airbender not mm. that long ago. And you got the plushie, I promise. I did. I got the my Apple plushie and nice. I absolutely love it. It's sitting up on my shelf and it, yeah. it, it stares down at me every day from my, from my computer desk. <laughs> stares down lovingly. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, Korra's been really good. I find it uh, very enjoyable. It's, it's basically more adult Avatar. I would say, which is nice. Yeah, hmm. um, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. But it, it's it's a slow thing. It I deals just... with philosophies more than you know a twirling mustache. It's it's about the enemies have a philosophy, and Korra is discovering herself and what she, who she is through these people with ca- counteracting philosophies. Yeah, hmm. it, it, it hmm. is a very um, gray area of what makes a villain. Yeah. Right, because a lot of the villains that she encounters are really not villains; they're just people with different ideals, mm. and it's a lot of, I guess, Cora learning whether the ideals that these people have are actually bad or if they're good ideals just done in a bad way. Yeah, and a lot of her character growth kind of goes along with that, mm. where she's learning about different ways to do something in the world. I essentially. like that idea. Like she kind of she kind of learns about herself in the in between or the gray areas where, right. where these yeah. guys. Are. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And we're yeah. on the season three, which is here, uh, where everyone gets. Never mind. I don't know if I want to say spoilers for anyone. Ah, it's been out. Where yeah. the airbenders start coming back. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Okay, so Legend of Korra. Yeah. So, what about you? Um, I'm just finished playing Fallen Order for the second time, 100%ing it on Grandmaster. And to be clear, I played it on the easiest possible mode, and it was still challenging. No, for there's still me. story mode. Did you do story mode? Yes. Oh, okay. Never mind. It wasn't the easiest <laughs> mode. <laughs> At least it's not like my first one. Rob would get this reference. Uh, it's an old Penny Arcade reference where I was playing on story mode when I was having a hard, hard time on Dathomir originally, and yeah. I was I was sitting there thinking. I should really hold out for ultimate sucky pussy mode. Yeah. Yeah, no, so get this. I've been so I've been playing it on on that mode, right? On the hardest grandmaster. Yeah. I actually um I think it was actually just a little bit through Kashik. Uh, I actually did drop the story cuz I'm like I just want to hammer down and, and get to the end of this so I don't yeah. hold out the podcast. But uh there there was a couple of times where you, you do get that tip. You can change the difficulty. <laughs> It, yeah, it beat you to so story bad. mode. Yes, so there is a level lower than story mode. No, 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 no. to story mode. Just it, it tells you, it reminds oh. you. So you, hey, you can lower the you're difficulty. You're getting your ass handed to you for a period of time, and the game's like, you know what? You kind of suck. So there's story like, mode for it you. It doesn't <laughs> stop. <laughs> think it's one of those loading screen tips, but it becomes oh. prominent when you start dying a lot. Okay. The the That's joke funny. here is in Devil May Cry three. There's when you first start the oh, game. No, one. It's one. Is it one? It's one. Oh, I remember it being in three, uh, where there was you know hard normal and easy yeah and it so if you go to like hard the game will be like hey do you want to lower it to normal and you go oh, okay i'll lower it to normal and you're like okay you're getting your ass kicked to normal do you want to move it to easy he goes yeah i want to move it to easy and then <laughs> if you lo- lose enough and easy it actually unlocks a fourth easier difficulty and that's where i come in that's me <laughs> yeah. that that's me right there called man easy auto called yeah, e- yeah. it's called easy, <laughs> easy auto, auto. <laughs> oh god <laughs> so easy and benny arcade made this comic so long ago where the guy was getting his ass, it was just comic strip, where yeah, the yeah. guy was getting his ass kicked, and one of the buddies was like, no, 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 you should hold out for easy, sucky, pussy mode. <laughs> and so that's kind of a running joke. Every 
Speaking of Jim, Easy Sucky Pussy Mode. <laughs> I died so many times, <laughs> even in even in story mode. It's so bad. Oh man, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm doing that. That's been I'm pretty much done that. I, I called it quits. I made a vote. I was sitting here probably all of last night and this morning, going, "What game should I play next? I have no idea what to play next. Holy shit!" And so I went, Amanda made a suggestion, I kind of had a vote, it was between uh, Total Warhammer 2, mm-hmm. uh, Frostpunk, and Red Dead. Yeah. And I did add Shadow of War to that list. Hmm. Oh, I, I wouldn't have even pushed for that. Oh, it's, right. a good, it's a good game, don't get me wrong, like, it's totally worth playing. Pick it up when it's on sale. But, uh... Not no, right now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I basically ended up going to Red Dead. Amanda was like, you should do Red Dead. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not into cowboys. And then I went looking at reviews and everyone's like, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Oh, dude, yeah. kind of can't say no to that. Yeah. 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 And also, uh, I've stopped calling it Shadow of War. It's now Orc Tinder. Because the whole thing... Because <laughs> the whole thing about the game is that you want to curate yes. the best orcs, right? Yeah. So, oh my god. So it's like, do I cut this one's head off or do I... <laughs> Slap my hand of approval on it. See, and I so. thought it was kind of funny because I guess you can send your orcs to arenas to level them up. Yes. So I kind of imagined it more like orc Pokemon. Kind of, but you don't actually have any control over those fights. Mm. So you set them up. So the idea is like you want to set them up against somebody that will raise his strength a significant amount without killing them. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit of that. But like at the same time, if somebody gets beaten in the arena, then the other person tends to become a little bit more powerful. But the, the other side of it, though, is that you're also doing it as a way to kind of, like, fuck with other orcs that you don't want in your roster anymore <laughs> or orcs that are not fully under your control. So now, is this one of those games it. where you're better off? Because I know you can name the orcs. Um, um, well, actually, can you? Uh, I, thought, I, thought you I don't think you here's, here's a crazy thing, and, and you can look it up on YouTube. I was trying to remember which video I initially saw it in. I think it might have been from Odd Header, the guy who does Boundary Break, yeah. uh, or She Says, one, one of those guys. But uh, they were talking about, they were playing this game, and uh, and so there was an orc that he had battled multiple times, and it kind of evolved over his game yes. to be like a particular character. But then but then that game's done, so he's finished that playthrough, and he started a different playthrough, so new save file, yeah. right? And then this orc shows up in his latest form from the previous game. Oh, so if he because he had the saves still around, maybe, and, and it just drew from that. Maybe. But but there oh. was some there was some condition which just made it seem like so unlikely that that could even happen. But yeah, there's some weird stuff like that in the game. It's actually like kind of spooky. Now, don't get me wrong, the Nemesis system, the way that that thing works, is phenomenal. Yeah, and yeah. you will get some of the best stories out of it. But when it when you're comparing the game itself against other games, there are certain games that just do take priority. But if you have a time when you're in a drought, Shadow of War, you will find so entertaining. You'll love it, yeah. Like yeah. Okay. it is 100 percent worth picking up. Yeah, it's it's a Lord of the Rings game, almost almost as is engaging as like uh, um, uh, like Jedi Fallen Order was for Star Wars, right? Okay. So it's it's in the, it's in the same vein, in my opinion. I've played the first um, one. I didn't play the second. It one. is. It oh, is, okay. okay. The second one, one is a big improvement. It was one of those games where they they released a um, sequel, like in the truest fashion. Okay, of it. it's the same thing but upgraded. Yeah, got it. So, uh, Shadow of War, great, great, great game in that regard. Mm. So I, I'm not saying don't play it at all i'm just saying that there are the reality is is that there are better games out there yeah the the choice of red dead over that was the right choice yeah yeah yeah. okay cool yeah so next time i'm on we'll, i'll be i'll be able to add mm-hmm. that to the mm-hmm. to the what i'm playing but for now i can't really discuss fallen order completely the way i normally yeah, would yeah. we're gonna wait for that we'll, we'll do, talk we'll do a, a spoiler bit. cast once everybody's done yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll try and rush to the end there on that cool um, cool but yeah no i've been enjoying it so yeah, we'll spoiler cast that yep. rob Sweet. it's all on you take it home 
So obviously I've been playing Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, what? Really? You never told us. Yeah, I also appeared <laughs> offline for a lot of my shit. So, Rob appeared on uh, oh, on Origin or, or Steam yeah, for just... Gang Beast. I'm, I'm playing yeah. Fallen Order. I'm finishing up, and I was making fun of him for not playing. And he, I see Rob has begun playing Gang Beast, and I just messaged him immediately. Hey, that sounds like time you could be playing Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah, and my response to him is like, "Man, I was offered a game of Gang Beast. I am not turning this down because Gang Beast." Is just too much fun it is. to not it play. It is. It is one of the stupid fun uh, games. Do you actually have it? Yeah, I do. Oh fuck! I should have invited you then. Yeah, you should have as a friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, fair enough. No, if you see me playing Gang Beast, this is an open invitation. So now at this point, it's on you. Ha ha. ha. <laughs> you got the joke. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, uh, at the end of the day, so I played a little bit of Gang Beast. That was fucking hilarious. I was in tears, uh, laughing playing that game. I always am. Always. always am. That game is always good. Uh. Because it's just a bunch of idiots screaming at each other over the mic. I really just want to get drunk one night with a bunch of people and play that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll set up a time sometime, yeah. and everyone will, everyone will get in and, and play and all that. There was a, there was a point, though, where uh, our friend Sin uh, was doing really, really well. He kept winning games, and I was just like, I was not doing well at all. So I was like, fuck it. So all I did for like the next five matches was I would just pick him up and run off the fucking map. <laughs> the best part is if you're winning a lot in that game, it has nothing to do with how good you are at the game. It's pure luck. <laughs> uh, to, to a degree. I've seen people like pull off some serious skill yeah. moves, but like, but the majority of the time you're right. It's just like, it's a lot of like ham fisted smashing stupid, each other in the face. Stupid luck, man. But it's, uh, yeah. And now they've uh, added so many accessories to the game. I actually, uh, my character that I was playing this time around, I customized him. So he had a, a business suit on with like the heart shaped <laughs> boxer underwear, <laughs> and uh, I had a, a a mask and a tank on my back because I was a Chinese man businessman surviving the <laughs> corona. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's and good. Uh, and I thought it was hilarious until somebody grabbed me by the tank because apparently <laughs> it's an asset, so it's grabbable, and I could not free myself. So somebody was literally holding me You're over like their head around. and running around the level and threw me into a grinder. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dude, Gang Beast is so good, man. So good. So, oh, yeah, man. that that was intense. Other than that, um, every once in a while I have to take a break from Fallen Order because there are certain aspects of it. Like, it's just I've been playing this too long. I need to put it down for a few minutes. Uh, so there's one time I, I played a little bit more Frostpunk, and uh, I got uh, totally kicked out of my own fucking town. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been trying so many different tactics to play on, like, the harder difficulty endless modes in that game, and it's <laughs> and it's difficult. And uh, there are so many times where I'm, like, right on the cusp of perfection, but, like, I've neglected something, and all of a sudden, like, a cascade of deaths will happen in my town, <laughs> and people get mad at me, probably justifiably so, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't control this fucking weather, you guys, I like to see you guys do fucking better, and it's kind of funny, because when they kick you out, they're like, oh, good riddance, this guy's a dick, and then, like, a secondary person will talk sometimes, and they're like, yeah, but who the fuck's gonna run things now? <laughs> and it's like... I yeah. love that this is like Groundhog Groundhog Day, but it's all just insurgency happening to you every yeah. time. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it, it, it's been pretty crazy. I've, I did have one game though that went really, really, really well for quite a while, and then uh, um, essentially uh, there was a a bunch of people just started cascading deaths again, and I didn't even get kicked out of town. I just didn't have enough people to operate. Was it the fact that you were feeding them other human beings that have anything to do with the cascading deaths? Uh, or you were feeding them saw, saw wood. Okay, so so here's the thing: I was giving making them soup, but I was using people's fertilization. <laughs> so I had a lot of fertilizer, 
I had a lot of fertilizer. I probably had too much fertilizer, to be honest. With you. Oh my god! <laughs> was that because of the cascading deaths? <laughs> if that's what he knew, he fucked up. <laughs> uh, well, on the on the plus side, though, when I'm using the fertilizer, the I am side. burying the loved ones. <laughs> on the plus side, there's a plus side to using people as fertilizer. Apparently, <laughs> well, the one lady was getting sad because I wasn't burying her husband. I was throwing him in the in the snowdrift. So we ground him up and we buried him in her food. If you ever feel like you need to miss your husband, here's a potato. It tastes just like him. Oh my god! Oh, it's not accurate. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that. sweet, sweet. Well, anyway, we we are coming up to the end of this episode here. So uh, this is, uh, I guess, it'll technically be episode eighty-one. I'll just I'll just post them in order. But uh, we will be gone for a couple weeks here. So I don't think we'll miss a week. Nope, not based on this. Probably no. not. Probably no, not. not. Maybe not. If not, we we'll just be a few days late, one week on another. We, but we may. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we're we're good because this one is uh, this one is this week. This one I'll post up for like Tuesday or Wednesday next week, and then uh, and by then we're back. I think. Oh no, no. Well, I think nope. we will miss one. So I'll be gone through the fifth. Yeah, me too. So yeah. So, so anyway, but we'll, we'll reconvene or, or at or we'll some point, like, either yeah. there or here or somewhere. And uh, so I think yeah, we should talk about uh, do spoiler cast for Jedi. And then also, uh, if you have a chance to see Sonic, so that came out this weekend, yeah. and, and, and yeah, we kind of missed out on that. Apparently but, uh, the reviews are, it's not as bad as people thought. That's uh, the it, general. It's actually the largest opening weekend of all time for a video game movie. Holy shit. Yeah, beat Pikachu. What? Wow. Yeah. That, actually, you know what? That makes sense, because everybody I talked to says the exact same thing I said, is that, yes, they changed the Sonic, so I feel obligated to go. That's true. A lot of people who didn't even want to see it originally, regardless of the Sonic, now that they've changed the Sonic... Want to go just to yeah, support? Yeah, well, change. I mean, we, we kind of have to. I mean, and that's a lot of we people. We all sounded saying off. That. Right? Okay. We all sounded off. So, so yeah, let's go give them our money now. Yeah, I think that, I think a lot of people are like, are have finally tapped into that mentality of let's speak with our money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. That's so, cool. Think that that's good. That's good. That's it's a positive a good thing change to develop. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, man. So that's it for episode eighty-one. This is Alex Austin signing off, and this is a uh, plubby and wife Amanda. Plumbing husband Adam and Rob. And thank you so much for guesting again, well, Amanda. So, for two weeks in a row that were not exactly recorded at the same time, hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Talk to you later.